Welcome to 702 Sports on the sideline. It's myself, Big Al, Seth, produced and created by Gracious for Cause and proud supporters of Best Buddies, BGC Sports, Front End Sports, and Jersey Mike Subs. And now, I just want to let you guys know, we have a great, great show, okay, that's coming to you. We are here at the Count's custom rehearsal for the Vegas's new rock band, best new rock band, Crashing Wayward. And now I like to tell you about Crashing Wayward. They're receiving an award, right? Can't believe it. It's amazing. It's January 21st at Samstown, sponsored by Vegas Rocks Magazine. And soon I'll be having great interviews, questions, and you guys can check out the band as they throw their jam up. But right now, we need to let you know, oh my gosh, Seth, about the the, the, the plethora of things that happened in the last 72 hours. Al, you days. had a crazy weekend here. You had an amazing weekend. UNLV Mountain West Championship. I heard yeah. you had some incredible interviews with some college football yes, all-stars, Hall of Famers. At the 65th annual NFF College Football Hall of Fame inductee ceremony at the Aria. It was my birthday and Christmas wrapped up into <laughs> one, Because everybody know Big Al loves college football. Oh, my God. You, tell us a little bit more about your interviews. Well, I had the man, the myth, the legend, my football icon in my heart that I followed him, Tim Tebow. And you'll get a chance to see me interview him along with Dwight Freeney, along with Brian Westbrook, along with LaMichael James, and one of the oldest coaches ever, Coach Roy Kramer. 50 years coaching, high school coach football, Central Michigan head coach football, and also SEC, yes, I said that, SEC commissioner. Got a chance to speak to the gentleman who touched my heart about where it really starts. And now, Seth, let's take a look at these awesome interviews that I was blessed and 702 Sports was blessed to have. I can't wait. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone. Hello, America. This is Alfred Ford, BGC Sports Network, 702 Sports, and Front End Sports. And I am honored, deeply honored, to get a chance to talk to someone who I've been wanting to talk to for a very long time. This is the man, the Heisman, the leader, Mr. Tim Tebow. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. How you doing today? Blessed and so honored. You Jesus to give me get a chance to talk to you. I love it. So good to see you, man. Such a pleasure. Thank you. How does it feel to be not only a Heisman winner, but now at this platform, being in the Hall of Fame, because one thing that you said that I was listening to, it's about the people that was with you with yeah. the journey. But ex- explain that to me. I please. think it's always about the people. I think the people create the moments and the memories and the relationships, and that's what's so special. Is you don't um, very rarely do you ever accomplish anything by yourself. You right. It takes so many people, the people that have gone before you, and you stand on their shoulders. The people that um, that you get advice from, the people that coach you, the people that teach you, the people that you get to play with, the coaches, especially in this um, game. We got to hear from some of the the coaches earlier that this. 
this game is the, one of the greatest team sports. Um, it just, it really is. And um, there's never been a, a great offense or defense because of one person. It's because 11 came together for a common goal. And I think that's what's, um, you know, so special about the, the game of football. And, and for everybody that's had the privilege of being up here, um, I really believe most of them will tell you that it's because of the people that they got to learn from, coached by, play with, all of it, that inspiration, the encouragement, that family that um, instilled so much in them why they could eventually be up here. You know, one, one thing that really uh, touched me uh, was, was, you know, Urban Meyer was like the maestro. But you were the one that conducted it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that halftime speech that I play over and over and over again against Oklahoma, when he went in there, America, he was there, his teammates was around, and he said one thing. He was, and then he said, look at me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was like my mother looking at me when I wasn't paying attention. And when he said that, I can still remember that sense of like how you were feeling at that moment. You know what I mean? And could you just please tell America, how were you feeling at that moment? Well, I, um, it's, um, pressure because we knew we only had um, 30 minutes that was going to define the rest of that season and this team had worked so hard and um, I didn't perform the way that I should have in the first half mm -hmm. and I was trying to take a lot of that responsibility on myself mm -hmm. and um, I just knew that that team had worked too hard, had done too much to put themselves in position, and, but so much was going to be lost if we didn't finish those last 30 minutes the way that we knew we could. And um, and we were able to rally together um, as one unit, one team, and finish the way um, um, that we needed to to get the win. And that was just um, so special because that, that family had worked so hard not to finish um, the right way and not just with the win but the mm -hmm. right way with our attitude our effort and our focus and we did you know america there's one thing i wanted i want you guys to uh, get a chance to look at that i looked at and it was an early christmas gift to me look at swamp kings on netflix oh my goodness i seen that i watched it four times in a row mr tebow wow. and when i watched that talk about the hard work the hard work Players in the weight room actually passing out and vomiting, vomiting in the weight room. So Mr. Tebow is really telling you everything was right. It's not how you start, but how you finish. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Tebow. Mr. so good to see you. God bless God you. God bless you, man. Merry Thank Christmas. you. Same to you, brother. Happy Appreciate you. And I'll be seeing you. Yes, sir. I look I forward to it. I will be seeing you. you. Look forward to <laughs> it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I like the outfit too. You're looking good, man. Thank you. And I, I was asking my wife, should it be sport coat or polo? It looks great. <laughs> Thank like you it. so much. Alfred, so good to see you. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is Big Al of 702 Sports, Front End Sports, and BGC Network. Just had the most awesome interview of my life, Mr. Tim Tebow. This is Mr. Dwight Freeney. I want to ask Mr. Freeney. I got goosebumps again up underneath my goosebumps. This <laughs> is Mr. Freeney. How does it feel to be not only getting inducted into this beautiful ceremony with the Hall of Fame in college, but also being a 2023 finalist? Yeah. 
finalists for the NFL Hall of Fame. How does that feel? It's a big deal. Um, You know, and I've always said, look, this is not just about me. This is a celebration for all those who had a part in my life and getting me here. So it's a party for everybody. Yes, sir. And um, obviously being up on this stage with those types of men, those great men up there, Mm -hmm. I mean, you get goosebumps thinking about what they did for their organizations, their teams, their schools, Mm -hmm. and the people who brought them there. Um, So for me, tremendously honored just to be a part of this. And uh, just a blessing overall. And Amen. You know, the NFL, whatever happens, happens. Yes. You know, no different than this. It's just, yes. you know, when God decides to say, hey, it's your time, it's your time. Amen. That's Amen. It's, it's, this is all in the Lord's work. I just want to say, Mr. Freeney, it was an honor. Yeah, thank you. Big honor in my heart to uh, get a chance to have thank this you. conversation with you. Merry Christmas thank you. to you and your you. family and friends. Happy holidays. Thank you very much. Again, here with Mr. Brian Westbrook. And what touched me so much, Mr. Westbrook, was that you are the first. Not Ed Pickney, guys. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Not the basketball Not guy. Ed Pickney, but he is the first to represent his school, Villanova Wildcats in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I got goosebumps again. Just just got I'm I'm honored, Mr. Westbrook. And you know, just hearing when you were speaking up there, because I'm an undersized man, but guess what? You have multiple, multiple skills. And I was checking you out in the 80s too. Yes, yes. I played tight end and I wanted to be like Mr. Westbrook, <laughs> but I just wasn't that fast. Tell me what is this uh what, what does this mean to you, brother? You know, it means the world. You know, as a, as a player, you don't really get to think about um, your accomplishment. You don't get to think about uh, what you're doing. It's always on to the next game, on to the next practice, on to the next achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really until you retire and have a chance to come to events like this mm-hmm. to you have the chance to really comprehend everything that you've been able to accomplish with the help of so many of your teammates and coaches. And so this is super special. Right on. You know, not coming into this, being an athlete, you just you're just trying to be there for your team. Yeah. And just accolades just build. As far as like the community, right? Because our show was part like 30 minutes sports and 30 minutes community. Is there anything that you touch into the people out there, community wise? Well, you know, for, for us, I mean, I have my Brian Westwood Foundation, and what we do wow. is about education, mm-hmm. about educating and empowering our youth. Uh, we understand that 55% of our kids are going to go to school, so we want to push them as much as we can. And we do a lot of stuff in STEM and STEAM to make sure that our kids have the proper education so that as, as whatever they want to do in that lane, we're going to push them. We also understand that 45% of our kids do not go to college, and so we just can't give up on those young people. We have to give them vocational skills. We have to teach them soft mm-hmm. skills. We have to teach them the things that can make them successful throughout their lifetime, even if they go to college or not. And so um, the, the, the real truth about our organization is that we're, we're developing young people. We're giving them opportunities that they don't necessarily understand, but they certainly will need in the future. The other thing that's most important for our young people is that they have an idea of what success looks like. They have no idea of the road, the, the map to get to success. Yes. And we have to be able to teach them because we've been there. We've done that. And so that's what we do with our foundation. And that's it's, it's that wholly community-based. Showing them how to get there. That's right. 
Thank God you bless very much. you. God bless you, Thank Mr. Westbrook. Merry Christmas. One, one question. How, how can they get involved with your organization? Well, our organization is really on the East Coast. It's Brian Westbrook Foundation. We can go to, you can always email us at info at brianwestbrookfoundation.com. Um, but also go to my website, bwestbrook.com. It has all the information there. We're all about helping you. We take no salary. We take no money. We just want to make sure that our young people have the opportunity to be successful in the future. And that's what we're all about. That's BGC Sports and Mr. Brian Westbrook. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and God bless. Thank you, sir. And I am here with a Hall of Famer and NCAA champion, 1988 NCAA champion, Mr. Stonebreaker. And yes, he ain't in the WWE, or he is in the NCAA, just got nominated. At the dance, Mr. Stonebreaker from Notre Dame, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Mr. Stonebreaker, how is, how is this, 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 this moment for you? Uh, it's a good moment. You know, when you put all the work in, mm-hmm. when you're a young kid, mm-hmm. you put all the work in, you know, you're not doing it for this kind of uh, uh, accolade. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just doing the work. You're doing your daily workouts. You're, you know, playing hard. You're trying to get a win for your team. But, mm-hmm. you know... To see that, you know, 20 years later, all your all your hard work, you know, they're being recognized, you know, yes. in the Hall of Fame. It's a kind of humbling, you know, but uh, it makes you feel like all those mornings that you didn't want to get up, but you made yourself get up. <laughs> Yo. and go, that, uh, you know, it all worked out. You know. He played football. I played a little tight end, right? But guess what? I was always intimidated. Any defensive player by the name of Stonebreaker. I'm going to tell you one thing. Well, when you grow up with the last name of Stonebreaker, right, mm-hmm. it doesn't stay on the field. You know, when you go to the uh, gas station, you got to back it up. <laughs> when you go to the grocery store, you got to back it up. Because every time somebody sees that name, they want to they know a little something. They might want to <laughs> test you a little bit. So, 24-7, you're on. Check that out. He got swag, too. See, we still got the swag. Bring it in. I love that. Mr. Stonebreaker, he is so cool. But I just want to say thank you very much, Mr. Stonebreaker. It's very humbling that I can get a chance to catch you before you leave. But check out America. Look at this sexy watch. Look at that super sexy watch right there. Hall of yeah. Fame watch. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Well, Mr. Stonebreaker, I want to say Merry Christmas. God bless you. Stay healthy. And I'll see you around, okay? And I am here with Mr. Michael James. From Oregon, went to Oregon, the quack attack, as we always say, brother. It is such an honor. I was looking up, uh, looking, listening to you up there. I was an undersized man playing tight end. Yeah. But I wish I had the skills that you had. Yeah. So when I was doing my research on you, I was like, wow. Just seeing you on TV, I said, this brother is like Tyreek Hill. He like Tyreek fast. So the question I wanted to ask was this: with your explosiveness and speed. Did you ever play track and field, brother? Oh yeah, I did. I ran track. Ah! I ran track at Oregon. I was actually telling Reggie, man, I was I was watching uh, Reggie when I was in high school. Yeah. And he was coming out of San Diego, and I remember he was training with LT, and and he talked about how he was in so good of shape. So mm. as soon as I got to Oregon, I prided myself in being on shape. So if I can run four three in the first hit, mm-hmm. I need to be able to run four three the whole entire game. So that's something okay. I took with me. So, like, I was really fast, but I was really in shape, too. I had a feeling, because, you know, I always had that feeling in my gut. I say, once he get to the second level, you gone. Yeah. I mean, it's just instant. And guess what? With all these accolades and stuff, he is now here 
as a college football honor. He in the he is in the dance. Can't right? take it. He is in the dance, and I'm so so excited. And the uh, last question I just wanted: to, what what lessons did you learn from being in Oregon? In Oregon, uh, did you attend? Yeah, man, just uh, staying grounded. Focusing on uh, staying focused on the day, you know, never really thinking about tomorrow, being in the moment, mm -hmm. working hard each and every day, and uh, and everything else to just take care of itself, man. You know, just being away from home, there ain't no mom and dad making you food or telling you to get up and go do mm -hmm. here. You know, being 36 hours away, it, it teaches you a lot of uh, responsibility. And I didn't even know you from Texas. I'm from Texas. No wonder why you so fast. <laughs> That down south speed, you just yeah. you born with it. Yeah, it's in that water. Yeah, hey, man. Mr. James, God bless you. Hey, man, thank Merry you. Merry Christmas. Hey, you too, man. Stay safe, brother. I will, man. All right. All right. I'm here with the man, the legendary coach, over 50 years, Mr. Roy Kramer. I am so honored to get a chance to talk to you when I seen you on that stage. And said how you touched many lives with the word inclusion in his heart that we always talk about with our partner, Best Buddies. They always talk about inclusion, meaning it's this, I call it the seed of love that no one gets left out. And you left no one out in your career. And now you are here as a Hall of Fame coach going in but not only did he coach america he was the commissioner of the sec conference that is incredible but his passion that i learned if i'm correct was in coaching high school football huh that's right i enjoyed high school it's a it's a great time in a young man's life you're able to influence them in a way that you know, they're not there because they got recruited. They're not there because they've been paid to do it. They're there because they love the game. Yes, and to be a part of that and to be a part of their lives is a very meaningful experience for me. Amen to that. So he's, Mr. Kramer, as I say on the show, Mr. Kramer loved the kids. Love the kids. But as, as just not saying just the kids, he's also matured because kids to men to young men and to men because he also was a head coach for the central michigan central michigan as well as finishing off his career as an sec commissioner but i just want to say thank you so much god bless you i enjoyed meeting you thank you so much and merry christmas okay thank you thank you thank you this is big al from 702 sports we did our last interview and I just want to say thank you so much to Mr. Kramer, Mr. Westbrook, Mr. Tebow, Mr. LaMichael James, Mr. Freeney, right? Everyone who I've had in contact with at this beautiful conference will be getting back to you soon to wrap up the show. Thank you. God bless and Merry Christmas. Wow, those interviews were absolutely incredible. And one thing people don't really know is since I've known Al, Tebow's been your guy. He's been your guy. He's my guy. Now, you didn't He's just meet guy. Tebow. You turned around, and who'd you meet as well? I met Super Bowl-winning defensive player Dwight Freeney, who is, gonna, who is the 2023 Hall of Fame finalist for the NFL. And then just he just got... He just got like into the Hall of Fame of college football. Crazy. So I asked him the question, how does that feel? And that was a great question for him. And 
And and he again he said it wasn't about him. Yeah. It was about everybody that was there with him for the journey. You know, and I thought that was great and humble and and very uh with inclusion involved with it, but I got a chance to talk to Mr. Tim Tebow for some time, seen him in the hallway, caught an interview with him. His parents too, right? His parents, oh my gosh, they are so beautiful. Had a chance to talk to them for about 15 minutes. His mom gave me the most highly honorable uh from what she told me. It's it's very moving, you know, them being a, a Christian as myself. And it was just beautiful how me and her got a chance to really share spirit to spirit. You know, I also got a chance to talk to Brian Westbrook, right? Yeah. Westbrook, who went to Villanova. Nova. He was the only, the first to go in Villanova. Not Ed Pickney. But he was the first to go to the Hall of Fame for Villanova. And I thought that that was a very proud moment for him. As well as your guy from Oregon, running back LaMichael James. <laughs> we love him. And if people didn't know anything about LaMichael James, I asked him, I'm like, brother, you are so fast on the field. <laughs> I said, you must have ran track. And he said, you know what? I did run track. <laughs> so I was like, right on. And then he also <laughs> let me know he's from Texas. Okay, okay. Well, on. that Texas speed mm-hmm. does come in. Got a chance to speak to uh, Coach Roy Kramer. Fifty years, it was just it was just beautiful and very humbling. Uh, so I just I just I was very humbled. A lot of humility, you know. From uh, first with the uh, game on Saturday, as we lost forty four to twenty against Boise State, but the electricity inside of Allegiant Stadium can light. Not just a campfire, but it can light the strip. That was an awesome, awesome game. We just gave away too many turnovers. Way too many turnovers. Way too many. The quarterback, it was probably a big stage for him, but I think, you know, he's going to get better. He's a true freshman, so he's a young cat. He's going to get better over there, but to make it to the Mountain West Championship is just something that we've, you know, we could not have seen ahead of time beginning of this season was going to happen. But, you know, let's talk about that football playoff that we were talking about. Remember, they just came out on Tuesday. Now, UW, Washington, they were, yeah. at first they were fourth. Yeah. Then they slid to third. And now they beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship? I mean, the fact that they were underdogs to Oregon to begin with when they were ranked higher was a little suspect to me as well, too. But do you agree with the top four? I totally agree with yeah. it. Just like I told everybody in America months ago, it's about two things. Mm-hmm. What is that? Strength of schedule and quality wins. Quality wins. And that goes as well as for NCAA college basketball. If you pick up a quality win against a non-conference opponent, right, that's good, that's going to that's gonna trail you down, you know what I'm saying, for when you really need it at the end of the season. And there's so, a little controversy there at Florida State. I mean, how do you feel about Florida State kind of getting snubbed from the playoffs? You know what? Like I was telling everybody, I was telling you, Seth, remember, the ACC was down this year. Yep. Clemson was the creme de la creme of the ACC, right? Won back-to-back titles. And since they're on a downslide, right, Florida State just ain't going to get no pub. No, you know I mean, what I mean? If, if the quarterback had been there, been healthy – I think we'd be having a different discussion. Possibly right so. Player Possibly availability so. is a big part of that as well, too. And and and, and, and with Georgia losing to Alabama, roll! Let's go. We love we that. We love that. that. We talked about that. Their quality win was beating Georgia. So now they're ranked third. Washington beating Oregon. Quality win. They beat Oregon twice. They're ranked second. Michigan undefeated still. They're number one. And Texas. 
hook them horns for Texas Nation. You guys are in the dance. Ranked fourth, and your quality quality win yeah. was beating Alabama. On the road. On the road. Early in the season. So that right there wraps up the whole college football and how it was going down New Year's Eve yeah. and New Year's Day. Absolutely. Other than that, we just need to go ahead and take two and two break. But when we come back, we're going to have something special for you. It's tis the season and a lot of special stuff here at 702 Sports. Come back to us. Best Buddies is a nonprofit organization dedicated to creating opportunities for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Best Buddies helps create meaningful friendships, secure jobs, live independently, improve public speaking skills, and feel valued by society. Currently, there are 30 school friendship programs in CCSD. There is also an adult friendship program called Citizens. Find out how you can join Best Buddies by emailing nevada at bestbuddies.org. Go Best Buddies! With the band Crashy Wayward. Woo-hoo! Wow. Yeah. That's an, That's an intro. Dutch. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> now, I'm just honored to be here. You know what I mean? To be here with you guys, with the legends. The best new rock band here in Vegas. And yeah, Al likes rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, Sister Seven. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but look, I want to talk yeah. about what's going on with you guys. Yeah. Well, we're here rehearsing at uh, Desert Moon Studios for a show we're playing with Edema uh, Saturday, December 9th at uh, Backstage Bar and Billiards. Right on. And then we got a bunch of other stuff coming up. Pete? Uh, yeah, Pete. no, Dave. Dave? We got, <laughs> this guy is so good. This guy, that's me. I'm so good. Um, actually, what are we doing? What's going on? What, we, what do we have coming up? Okay, they have <laughs> they have an award ceremony. Yeah. They're going to get the medals dropped on them at Samstown, January 21st. Yeah. Check it out. Be there. This ba- When have you ever seen a band in America that had a six-foot-four vocalist? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's all and it's all platform yeah. shoes. All yes. platform shoes. Yeah, he takes those things off. He's like four <laughs> foot <Yeah>. seven, maybe. <laughs> yes. And a five foot four drummer. Yeah, but yeah, we're also we're also performing um, that night at the award show at Vegas Rock Magazine. Oh, right we're also on. performing and receiving uh, best new rock. Uh, artist for Las Vegas, new rock artist. No, right and on. the world. We say universe, best new rock band yeah, in the universe. You know, Vegas like is that. the yes. universe, I like right? That. Now, where can people go and buy tickets to see it this weekend and also the the following show? Uh, that is a great question. And um, Ticketmaster, ticket all through Ticketmaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, backstage bar and billiards is through their website. Through their website. Yep. So we lied. It's not Ticketmaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Saturday show is uh, through backstage bar and billiards, and. Um, Ticketmasters for the award show January 21st. Gotcha. Biggest Rocks magazine. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Great honor. Great yeah, honor. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Vegas, Vegas born. So. Yeah, and how's it a, a Vegas born band? There's been a lot of great bands born in Vegas. You guys actually started in March of 2020 during the pandemic, which yeah. would have been a little unique. What were some of the troubles and you know tribulations you guys had to do growing through the pandemic? Uh, I think it was just. Um, I think we kind of like flourished through um, 
coming up with yeah, having all the time. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, more time. Having, having the time, but also using that time to demo. And uh, so we were sending things back and forth. It just gave us an opportunity to create um, the you know the sound that which came our album listen which yep. we dropped so that's awesome to, right on and Last you guys all had your own like side projects kind of before that how, tell us a little bit how you guys got together mm. well uh pete met stacy through tinder yeah. and uh <laughs> what, what, what better way what better way yeah is that wrong <laughs> Dave oh. was working crumble cookies. I must have missed crumble. that. I was working crumble cookies. <laughs> Shout out I approached crumble Dave cookies. at uh, Wetzel's Pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> he was working behind the counter. Uh, no, uh, this band was born out of the ashes of a, a previous band that I had for three years. And Dave actually was filling in for some shows in New Orleans and um, uh, Houston, Texas. And then Pete and I actually knew each other from 20 years ago, but we lost touch. He was my babysitter. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you calling him old? No. no. He was calling me old. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Met Pete. So, <laughs> 20 years ago, uh, yeah. when you guys were infants, you yeah. met Pete. We, we were, we were babies in soccer. LA, in Southern California. Um, but... Uh, a mutual friend of Pete and I's put us in back in touch with each other, and then that's kind of how the band was born. And then Carl, who's not here, recovering from um, a surgery he had. Get well, um, Carl. Get well, Miss Carl. You. He lives R. next R. door P. to Carl. Me, I mean, wait, literally really? lives next door, right okay. next door. Wow. So yeah. Um, so Carl came in. Carl was from L.A. and um, he lives here now. So he came into the fold, and then the last piece of the puzzle really was Sean. And I knew Sean for years, and um, the first song we demoed, which was Disco Kills, and I said, hey, you know, we're looking for a drummer. Here's what we're working on here at Disco Kills. I was sold. Hooked. Let's go. I said, let's, yeah. and then who knew? COVID. Yeah. And then that put a screeching halt yeah. to everything. Yeah, we kept working and writing and recording and whatnot, but the band didn't even play for like... The first we had played our first two shows as... No, it wasn't Crashing Wayward yet. We still under this other name uh, with a different drummer, but the four of uh, four of us, and we played in L.A. at the Viper Room, and we played here in Las Vegas, and then the pandemic hit. Okay. And then we changed the name. We got Sean, and we changed the name of the band. I like the name, Crashing Wayward. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like explosive, you know what I mean? And I also like Sean's hair. He has got the <laughs> drummer, 80s, 70s hair, man. Hey, come on, man. Sean, give us a little twist to it. Twist it a little bit for it. Careful, it might come off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Stacey, you know, there was a uh, song you guys did, Velvet's Drawn. Yeah. It's got a kind of a unique story about that. Um, I know originally it was more of a breakup song before a tragedy happens, and then you had to change yeah, a lot. Yeah, my wife and I got separated, and unfortunately she caught COVID um, about six months after that and passed away. So uh, the song sort of morphed. It's more of a song of loss. loss. Um, you know, it, it was tough getting through that, um, you know, and I've seen that song touch other people that knew Paula very well. So it's pr- pretty, pretty heavy song. Yeah. But uh, it really came out. Pete and Pete really did an amazing job with the, with the lyrics and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, pretty heavy subject matter on that. Yeah. It's an incredible song. Thank you. Go on more about the song. Well, Tell us how good the song is. I want to hear some more about it. <laughs> it's an incredible song. I mean, but just to change just everything, kidding. the melody, change the whole, like the mood of the song, that mm-hmm. must have been a very difficult time for you guys. And 
you know, what are some other songs that you guys have that have like pretty unique stories that really touch you guys? Um, I think Tilly is one that's uh, getting a, a lot of good response. Um, that was actually written about uh, <clears throat> Stacy, friend of mine uh, from Fargo, North Dakota's uh, daughter. Um, she was 25. Aaron was her name, who took her life. Um, mm, so wow. there's a song on the album that's about her. Yeah, um, so, uh, something, but you know, we were all our songs aren't that depressing. No, I know, so, I know, I know, but you know, <laughs> but they're meaningful. <laughs> yeah, that's the point is, is that we were writing, you know, creating from the heart. Yeah, we weren't serious subject matters that happened. Yeah, very deep album. Yeah. yeah, and I love the title to it. Listen, listen. I like that. I mean, like, it, it, if I was in a record store and I just seen, listen, I would have to just grab it and I'd have to put it in my CD player just to listen to it. So you guys got my support 100%. Yeah. That almost, didn't, 100%. That almost didn't happen, that title. Yeah. That t- we actually didn't have a title and we were we were going back and forth with the record company and stuff on the cover artwork and the title. Was it going to just be called Crashing Wayward? Was it going to have a title? We didn't know. Mm. And it was back and forth and back and forth. And I was t- on the phone with Pete, I think. Yes. And that like, was in the middle of a sentence, listen. And I'm like, there's the title. Call it listen. I'm and still salty because I wanted to use a picture of my cat. <laughs> they, they didn't go for it. I'm like, what the hell, you guys? We had the picture of the cat. <laughs> so you're a cat person. Yeah, all of all animals. All animals. Every one of us have a cat. Okay, I, I love like that. Cats. I like that. Yeah. Every person like in the band has a cat. Yeah. Really? Okay. No dogs. No, I have, have dogs. dogs. Yeah, one dog. Delilah. I actually have uh, four chickens, three cats, and a dog. Really? Wow. Top that. Starting a farm out here. <laughs> wow. yes. That's awesome. Who are some of you guys' big musical inspirations? Like, who really got you guys into being a band music? Um, I'd, I'd say for me. Like when I was a little kid, my mommy stick on your shows. So he took me like to the Black Crows, like Guns N' Roses. Mm. I was like this big. Yeah. And uh you know, Aerosmith, stuff like that, Sex Pistols really cool. I just you know, I love all music, you know. Like NWA is great. Yeah. But um how about you, Pete? Uh I think probably my three biggest influences were uh, Michael Jackson, The Cult, and Lenny Kravitz. Oh, The Cult. Okay. Hey, those, right I'm going to steal those last two Michael as well. I like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. One. yeah. Oh, Michael Jackson's great. Yeah. Uh, Skip Sean. I, Skip Sean. <laughs> I, I grew up on Kiss, period. Kiss. That's why I'm here, is them. Did you that, ever go to his Kiss uh, football I've, I've football been, league? I absolutely I did. Yeah, I love that. You had a football I have league? A, I have a football helmet. I have the jerseys. I have everything from the Kiss L.A. Kiss. Right, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Right, I was telling you about Peter Fravden. <laughs> what, what? No, Peter. Peter the Chris. Drummer. Peter Chris. <laughs> Peter Chris. Schools out for summer. That's Alice, That's Alice Cooper. Cooper. Oh, man. oh, I got my groups wrong. I'm sorry. That was Al Green. What are you talking about? That was, that was good, though. It's a great Al Green song. <laughs> Who'd you like growing up? Uh, I was into, uh, let's see, uh, Duran Duran, Journey, Aerosmith, Cheap Trick, Gordon Lightfoot. Um Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. It was a melting pot of stuff. Uh, I think my most influential band was Stone Temple Pilots. Stone, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lots of music Zeppelin. diversity here. Yeah. It's here. Plasma. Oh, Al. 
Well, did you notice my rock star attire today? As you can tell, I am a little bit Guns N' Roses. I am a little bit Crashing Wayward. I am a little bit Hip Hop. And look at my co-stars. There's Barry. There's Barry. <laughs> well, I heard the Queen was a band, so I decided to just stay the way I was. Oh, Disco Baller, you're beautiful as is. <laughs> what do you think, Al? This is my new look. I've decided to give up the sports attire and go rock star, baby. Yeah. I like your fur one leg, Willie. Break a leg. Look at break a leg. Over there, break a leg. <laughs> hey, what about me? Did you notice my fancy earring? I, I want it to be fashionable. I love that earring, Olivia. Uh, I'll wear it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it would be an honor. Take it yeah. from me. Okay. Oh, there you go. I can't get it up. Oh, it's, it's you. After the show, I promise. <laughs> We're here at 702 Sports just having a blast. This is the best band here, best new rock band, Crash. We are Wayward. the only band here, though, in, yeah. in our defense. <laughs> Go grab the CD, put it in your Apple, put it in your Spotify. I have Spotify. I will be putting them once I get into my car so I can listen. That's the name of their albums. I can't wait to see the video. And America, you will like it too. We'll be back in two and two. Check it out. Creation for Cause is a cause-driven multimedia production company connecting the streets, local businesses, and nonprofits in the greater Las Vegas area. Through innovative partnerships and projects, we are building community and raising awareness for causes and voices that promote inclusion and charity. And join us on Facebook this Saturday and the first Saturday of every month as we host and live stream the Care Fair, a service provider event for the homeless. To learn more or find out how you can get involved, contact us at info at creationforcause.com Wow, that video was hot and deep. But guess what? We are hungry now. And just want to say thank you, Chessa, general manager of Jersey Mike's. And now we're going to eat some delicious delicatessens from Jersey Mike's. Seth, where's that address at? 10520 Southeastern Avenue, Henderson, Nevada. Don't forget to ask for it the Mike's way. And now, before we eat these subs, we're just going to ask the fellas over here about some NFL. Because NFL, everybody has a favorite NFL team. And I just heard, America, that Sean, the drummer, likes sports. So we're going to dig into his brain real quick. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I love, what's your I, favorite listen, man, I love sports. I love watching sports. I like going to sporting events. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I don't dissect it mm-hmm. you know I, I don't sit around and overanalyze the guys and who does what my wife could tell you stats for days she she analyzes the nfl like nobody i've ever seen before she's in like four or five fantasy football leagues wow. and she's she's crazy wow and give it. us your uh, your super bowl predictions um I'm who's gonna going to, to the super bowl i'm gonna have to say 
<laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, okay. <laughs> could, could it be a Philly Chiefs redo? I mean, a Kelsey Bowl again? Maybe. Maybe. I, I so dislike the Eagles. I can't stand them. I'm a Viking fan. There we wow. go. And I went to the Viking Philly playoff game a few years back in Philadelphia. Worst experience of my life. Oh, yeah. Those Philly those, fans those were Philly nice to you? Those Philly fans are no joke, and they were not nice <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. I was, it was not a pleasant evening for me, but uh, it was fun. It was cool. Well, you that's know? good. I mean, the, the, and you know. Vikes are coming this weekend to play the Raiders. Yes. I was just going to say that. Will you yeah. be attending uh, that actually, game? Actually, we, so my, again, my wife's a big football fan. She's mm-hmm. a Bronco fan, and so she had season tickets for the last, I don't know, 12 years or so. She's had Bronco season tickets. So when the Raiders came, she's like, well, let's get season tickets for the Raiders as an investment. Okay. She hates the Raiders, obviously. <laughs> of course. Right? 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 Yeah. And so we did. You know, we got the PSL and the season tickets and the whole thing. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to go. You know, we're going to go to the game this weekend. Right on. For sure. You got to go. And I'm wearing purple. No doubt. Right I am not wearing black. Uh, she says, I'm wearing my my uh, Bronco jersey. I'm like, okay, well, you know, knock yourself out. <laughs> Let's ride. You can do that. But, yeah, so this weekend will be fun, I'm sure, you know. Hopefully we get a, a Viking win. I got a good feeling you will. Yeah, I got a really good feeling. I got a really you good know, feeling. I, that you I was will. really hyped for Dobbs, but I'm a little concerned now. No, I mean, he had one. He had one bad game. Exactly. Yeah, Primetime games are usually bad for him. Yeah, that was super cool when he came out, though, and just like didn't even know the plays, hadn't really. And won five straight games. He, he learned, about he that, learned right? the plays five on the sideline right before the game started. And, and that second game was a home game, and he didn't even know where the locker room was at the stadium because he hadn't wow. stepped foot in it. There was video of like him asking a security guard, "Where's? Where, could you show me where the locker room yeah. is? He didn't even wow. know. With no Justin Jefferson either. He's coming back this weekend. He's coming though, back right? this coming weekend. Back this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Well, that's and the Vikings are one of the teams that are on the fence, so they can't get in. The only team they got really got to beat is who the Packers. Yeah, and I that's mean, about it. God, on the rise the too, though. Too. Oh, and the Lions. Lions so on the rise. So that is Lions the hot ticket. Not, yeah. Vikings, Lions, must see TV. That'll be for. Well, the Lions are a number one seed, right? Yeah. But that'll definitely be wild card well, implications on that game. Oh yeah. I feel like as good as the Lions are, there's always this sense of like skepticism about them because it's the Lions, right? right? They right. just historically are a bad team. So like, yeah. it's hard to wrap our minds around the Lions being good. And being Correct. an actual like Super Bowl contending team, yeah, especially with the Niners, what they did this weekend was just that was outstanding. Because cr- you're an Eagle hater, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Outstanding. I mean, God, I don't. Who's going to beat the Niners? I mean, they look just. They yeah, look so just complete on both if sides they of the football. Like that, the rest of the season, they're nobody's going to beat them. I mean, I could love a Niners Dolphins Super Bowl. It'd be great for me. Dolphins, yeah, Dolphins number, they're the number one seed in the AFC. They control their own happen. destiny. That ain't gonna happen. Let's Come let's on. ask Pete. Let's ask Pete what, what sports flavor he got. Uh, I like whoever uh, Taylor Swift is playing for. <laughs> okay, yeah. Chiefs fan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like uh, Chiefs. Okay, yeah, I'm old school. So I saw your hat, Big Al, and you're uh, wearing the Indians. So mm-hmm. it, I I thought Albert Bell. That's where I go. Albert Bell. The Indians. My family's from New York, and I I don't want anybody hate on me or us, but uh, it's always been the New York teams for me. All right. So So Jets, And guess what? I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah. I just have this because my boss is from Cleveland and gave me the jacket. (laughs) I am a Yankees fan since 1977, and the candy lady down the street in Chicago said, why don't you try this candy bar, the Reggie bar? 
It's cheaper than this Snickers bar that I want 75 cents for. Try it for a quarter. I'll buy that for a dollar. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just was eating Reggie bars. And that year, they won the World Series. He had three home runs yeah. against the Dodgers. And I've been a kid. I've been a Yankee fan forever. One day, Big Al and 702 Sports will be in New York one day. One day over the rainbow. You know what I mean? But hopefully I'll get a chance to be there. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Stacy, what's your flavor? Uh, baseball, basketball, I football. Think, uh, baseball. Baseball. What's, a Canadian, what's, yeah. what's a Canadian sport where they do that? Oh, he actually did curling. curling. Oh, yeah. You guys had to a bring ice that curling. <laughs> That's Stacy's flavor. The big yeah. Olympic yeah. sport. I, I don't pay attention to sports, but I do watch curling. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. No. Um, I think it was like, uh, always will be a Toronto Blue Jays fan. Cause Jays. I, I grew up in Toronto. The BJs. And I was there when they won the 91 and 92 yep. World Series back to back. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was already in Florida when they won the, the second time. Uh, but wow. I mean, that was, I remember that first time in, Whatever it was, ninety one or was it ninety two? That when they it's ninety two, Joe 90, Carter 92, hit a home run. Yeah, off I my mean the city was team. on fire. The Braves, yeah, <laughs> man, Al, that was amazing. So they'll always yeah. kind of be my team. Joe Carter, home yeah. run, bam, game over, Blue Jays. Yeah. They were partying at yeah. that dome. Oh yeah. What is your flavor of sports, Mister Sir? I don't know what we're talking about right now. Who's your, what's your favorite sport? My favorite sport? I died Cricket. <laughs> I dated a cheerleader for the Pacers, so I saw a lot of basketball Ooh. games. Okay. Wow. Does that count? There we go. Hell yeah, that counts. I don't know. How, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about basketball before that. Then I was like, oh. Lost you learned quick on. then. I did. Well, Vegas, we got a proof for an um, expansion team. So That's what I hear. That's what Seattle I hear. and us. Yeah. There was, we're growing. And of course, the A's are coming over. Yeah. So this this city is just, just I know blowing like, up. Yeah. In 2028, the A's will be there. The well, we got to have hockey. They had to get hockey. Yes, yeah, true. Basketball, they're getting basketball. That's right. true. That's true. I mean, they had to get the Super Songs back. When that team yeah. left, people were furious yeah. about that team leaving. Guess what, guy? I just had an epiphany. What's that? This creative mind of mine. I was visualizing you guys doing Playing a show at the Allegiant Stadium. Like that. It's funny. It's, it's funny you say that. Next Thursday, hey, check, right check this out. You we guys have, will be doing playing at Allegiant Stadium. We got played. They put us up on the jumbotron and played our song "Breathe" at a night's playoff game. No wow! Yeah, what? season two. Yeah. yeah, two years ago. Check that out. Yeah, that was and pretty cool. Still, I have wow. video. Yeah, yeah. But Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, well, it's in your sick. future. Oh yeah. And no. I'm I'm saying 2024. That's soon. Well, okay then. <laughs> Hold me to what that. What date? Put the date down. Hold me to that. Because we're going to be doing a lot of stuff for the uh, Super Bowl. Like, we're going to be doing the Tim Brown Celebrity Golf Tournament. Yeah. Right? I was. We were blessed to find out we're going to do that. We'll have our tent set up. And with everything happening right around Super Bowl, will be a great time, America, to see if Crashing Wayward can get it a big event. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. everything that would is happening. Be great. That would I've be heard awesome. it. I've heard it through the grapevine. And guess what? I'm going to open up my mouth for you guys. No, there you go. I'm I doing like that. It. I like I'm it. Gonna try, I'm going to promote Crashing Wayward to anybody I know out there that's a music director, that's holding events. Let me know. Okay? Matter of fact, guess what? We're going to be doing with front-end sports we got blessed to do. Fred Beasley is the director, right, Anise, of the Fun Festival. 
and we 702 get to be there. I'm nice. gonna also be talking to George Clinton, Parliament, and Funkadelic, nice. and all the hip hop and R and B guys Sweet. that are coming. Sweet. So I think Anise needs to. Can we can we can make it work? Make it happen. Make Joe. the 702 magic work, right? Make it happen. Yeah. I'm talking Allegiant Stadium, but guess what? We're gonna do something via 702 Sports to these great great gentlemen right here. Las Vegas' best new rock band. Crashing waywards. Here at 702 Sports, Big Al's mind is clicking. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You're going to watch a song. We're rehearsing. You're going to watch a song, right? We're going to jam out. All right. We're going to jam Let's out. Do Let's it. jam. Let's do it. And don't forget, www.crashingwayward.com. If you guys want to learn more about the band, please go to their website. You can learn everything about them www.crashingwayward.com Alright, thank you. Let's rock! We're going to wrap up this show. Thank you for so much for tuning in to 702 Sports on the sideline. Proud, proud supporters of BGC Sports Network, Front End Sports Network, Best Buddies, and Jersey Mike's, who just brought us these delicious subs. Thank you so much. Vegas Strong.